You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hello, welcome to episode 54, 515 Podcast. I'm going to talk into the mic and not off to the side, which is where I was looking just a moment ago. Great start. Thank you. <laughs> looking at uh, across from me is Reverend John Wayne McMahon. John, how are you doing today? You thought about this for 40 I lost what I was going to say. I know. That's Uh, cool. I don't care. I'm totally... Make something up. Tubular. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So here we're we're recording this back in the 80s. Ninja Turtles. (laughs) It's very very Ninja Turtles. Valley Girls. Great start. We are. Um, Wow. Anyway, so we're recording um, this week um, the sermon series is come to a close the yeah. bold series yeah, we, uh, we closed out with witness <laughs> mm-hmm. which actually was uh, a good sermon this week i took some notes which i'm just been re- you sounded surprised when you said that. i did no i'm not i didn't mean to um it was it's been a really cool series and it's covered the you know the five tenets of uh, membership at the united methodist church so i thought that was really Informational. I'm I'm into that kind of like I said behind baseball stuff. Yeah. Where we kind of go into why are we saying these yeah. things and this you know why do we ask new members to agree to all this stuff right? Yeah, so right. Um, let's talk briefly. They, they seem arbitrary. Prayers, presence, gifts, yes. service, witness. At first you're thinking, oh cool, they're all going to start with P. And yeah. Then, and then they don't. Yeah. But um, so let's talk a little about just kind of wrap up that the sermon series. Yeah. And then we'll continue on with all the other cool stuff that happens Sunday. So. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, uh, it's been a great series. I, when we first came up with it, I kind of thought, well, this is boring. <laughs> um, but the more we thought about it and prayed about it, um, it was so ripe for where we were at. It was just a great just a great opportunity for us to think about deep covenant relationships mm-hmm. and what the body of Christ is supposed to be. And, it, and actually, it goes even back before the series, if we think about our guest preachers, because they really yeah. teed it up. Um, you know, Mike Wang was here, and he talked about First uh, Peter and talked about the living stones and how just a reminder that the church is not a building. And we all hear that. You know, we yeah. sang about it in VBS and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, or, you know, you, you understand that. Even if you are new to church, like, um, you probably get that. Christianity, the idea is like it's not as important about the building, but yeah. the people. Um, but I don't know if we get the the full weight behind that of what that really means. And everything that we do, uh, we depend on each other. And, and Christianity can never be uh, can never be people in isolation, mm-hmm. and it can't be just a summation of individuals. As a matter of fact, we've done so much to individualize Christianity that it's just, it's almost hard to, we almost have to rebuild hmm. um, our constructs of how we think about this. Like, and for example, think about salvation. Like, when we think about salvation, if I ask, ask somebody uh, what salvation means, um, they're going to give me a very individualized yeah. answer. Or if I think about redemption or what, what did Jesus do on the cross, you're going to give me a very individualized answer. And it's really going to fall short of what what the good news of Jesus Christ is. And the same is for the church that um, we're missing the weight of, of how big it is that God and the Holy Spirit um, build us together as living stones on the cornerstone, Jesus Christ. 
Um, and the New Testament writers get that. First John talks about that which we have seen, which we have touched, which we have heard. From it, that which was from the very beginning mm-hmm. um, has been in our group, is is in our very fellowship, and that's Jesus Christ. Come and join and make make my joy complete. Of course, that's the John Wayne International version of John, First John one, but um, understanding that. When we're together, Christ is in our midst, and the Holy Spirit is, yes, available and in us as individuals, but but as a community, it's yeah. something way bigger. And so that's that's kind of the foundation. And, and we talked about um, covenant relationships in culture, society. We think of marriage. We think of adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we really don't even understand covenant with marriage. Like, we just don't. I'm, I'm marrying probably 10 couples this year um i'm i'm marrying by the way get this this weekend one of my former students when i was a youth director which oh cool freaks me out um but like i had to talk to these young folks because i i don't think lauren and i understood covenant yeah we thought we did sure um but we get it now four years in we're (laughs) like dang yeah this is really for better for worse and um takes a lot of work and and the the body of christ is that way that we're giving ourselves to each other for better or for worse and and in good days and bad days and so this idea that the church is hypocritical and pe- full of hypocrites and stuff like that yeah it is <laughs> and uh god and through the power of the holy spirit doesn't leave us where we are um but we have to love hard people and some of our yeah. closest people to us are hard people to love and um that's how the but that's how the body of christ works and that's how we become um some that's how we become a body that that changes the world and so that's that was really important so anyways methodist church has these these tenets that when you join you say you'll honor the united methodist church and particularly the church you're joining with your Mm -hmm. prayers your presence your gifts your service and your witness and i love the way that that played out um and i probably didn't get it until i started preparing for this series yeah but prayer is really a foundation i love that that's first because you and i um you depend on john wayne me to to be in prayer with the Father so that the, that God can change me, so that I go deep with Him. Yeah. And you depend on me interceding on your behalf to be praying for you, to stand with Christ uh, in praying for your difficulties and struggles and ups and downs and all of that, and vice versa. I depend on you for those two things. Mm-hmm. And then our presence. Uh, we need to be present with each other. We've talked about small group ministries, band groups. We've talked about really knowing each other. Gifts. Uh, money, financial, life, all that we are, all that we ever will be, everything that God's given us, uh, we, we drive that into the kingdom as assets that we invest into the kingdom of heaven. And our spiritual gifts, we are built together or else we become a Jenga pile yeah. that's getting ready to fall apart. So we all bring our gifts, our spiritual gifts to the table. And then we activate that through service, which we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And then finally, as we do that, uh, we become witnesses to the world. And so witness is what we talked about this past week. Yeah, I I like how not once during all of those messages did we talk about here's what you should do to go home by yourself and, yeah. and sit there and be a good Christian. Right. It was every single thing was being there for others, being in relationships with yeah. others, being yeah, um, gift giving yourself to others, yeah, and, yeah. and serving others. And I was like. How how often um, do we hear people that say, you know, I can do this by myself, or I believe in Jesus. Yeah. All I know is John three sixteen, and I'm good to go. I don't yeah. need the whole rest of the Bible. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and um, 
Or yeah. even I have the I can read the Bible. I don't. Yeah, that's true. Why do I need other people? Right. Why do I need to listen to a pastor? I or bought whatever? the book. I don't need the study course that goes with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. And I just I, like you're you're missing. I don't. I'm not going to say that that a person that does that is no, you could yeah, is absolutely. left on the outside. But but what I will say is that you're missing out on something. There's more to life. Yeah, yeah. You're set, you're settling <laughs> for short on yeah. something. And the other thing that was really cool about this series is. Uh, as I was studying, I realized that all of these things really fly into the face of some of the cultural influences that we have in our lives. Yeah, they fly in the face of, um, like, when we talk about gifts, it flies in the face of the consumeristic culture, mm-hmm. um, materialism, and things like that. Just this, this, this uh, addiction to more and wanting to, to to amass these different things and toys and all the stuff that we mm-hmm. do. Um, status, this this pursuit of, of status in the world, um, in in the culture of the body of Christ, that we are supposed to um, always treat the other person above ourselves is what we talked about, and, and having the mindset of Christ and things like that, and uh, that that deletes status. You cannot be pursuing yeah, status yeah. to be doing that. Um, we talked about um, hyper individualism. And this idea that we we have to um, we have to do things on our own, and we have to not let our neighbors see us sweat, and mm-hmm. we've got to keep up with the Jones. And when we walk into church, um, pretend like you haven't been fighting with your kids in the parking lot, <laughs> uh, or pretend like you and your spouse didn't sleep in opposite bedrooms, yeah. um, and you just act like everything's okay. And so all of this flies in the face of of those influences. And I think that was really important, particularly for witness when we talk about witness. Yeah. Because now we become a community that is um, not not antithetical, but just just other, just completely different uh, than the world around us. Mm-hmm. Peculiar, weird, odd, and you can expect for the world to tell you that, but also it becomes a witness to the world about that mortal life that we're talking about, yeah. about um, more hope, joy, peace, and love. Um, and so that's really cool. That's, well, we've that's talked we about that some, sometime in the past year about being in this world but not of this world. Yeah, that's exactly. I, I mean, think of that all the time. Yeah. That's, that's that that really captures. Yeah, that same First uh, Peter text. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the commands in First Peter leading up to the living stones. Um, he's talking about being holy and craving spiritual milk and all of that stuff. But he also talks about um, being foreigners in the land and, and fearing the Lord while being foreigners in the land. It's hard to be a foreigner somewhere. I mean, yeah. I've never, never felt that like an international mm-hmm. person coming into our area other than going on trips. I mean, like even – well, that's a great example. Like I just I just left a, a meeting where I'm going to Puerto Rico in a couple of weeks on a mission trip. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about being there where I don't know the language and I don't know yeah. people around me, like that's hard to do. And um, but that's why Peter commands it is because we are foreigners and we are to be other than the world around us. Um, but we at the same time should allow the Lord to change us and, and form a, form form us. So that's good. Yeah. So um, also it was Pentecost Sunday this yeah, past Pentecost. Sunday, right? Yeah. So tell, talk to me a little bit about. Um, I mean, we've all heard the story before, the mm-hmm. Tower of Babel and people yeah. speaking in tongues and stuff like that. Yeah. How does that tie into maybe our witness message yeah. or our new membership um, drive that we had that kind of wrapped up on Pentecost yeah. Sunday? Is there any kind of correlation between those? Oh, of course. I mean, well, first of all, Pentecost Sunday 
man, this pastor nerded out. We just we just got to baptize and people really? join the church <laughs> That's right. and like uh, we had a small little Pentecost of ourselves, and that yeah. was really cool. But yeah, so think about the the third person of the Trinity, the promised gift, uh, power, guidance, strength that Jesus gives to his disciples. He says, "Listen, before you do anything, I want you to go and pray, and I want you to wait for power to come." Mm-hmm. And they do. They're gathered in a room. They're praying for God to do a new thing, which I just want to stop there for a second and think and just say it is so important for the body of Christ to be praying for God to do a new thing, uh-huh. for us to pray for more power and more strength, for us to expect that God can do that. Yeah. And so so that, that Pentecost, they're doing that, and the Holy Spirit comes and and like tongues of fire fills the place, and they come out. They're accused of being drunk. Because uh, they're speaking in mm-hmm. all different languages. It's early in the morning. Um, they begin to preach. Uh, Peter begins to preach, and, and uh, thousands are baptized. Um, and what a witness, all those different yeah. languages and stuff like that. And the Holy Spirit working cuts right to the heart of, of those listening. And the end of that sermon is, you know, what, well, what do we do? And Peter says, be baptized yeah. and um, join, you know, join this community, be a part of this. Uh, repent and and let's do this and then right after that what we shared on sunday uh this beautiful witness from acts chapter 2 42 to 47 Mm -hmm. is they devoted themselves to apostles teaching they began to break bread they sold their possessions Mm -hmm. so they could give to one another nobody went without uh stuff that they needed um they uh, were always together each and every day um and it sounds like they were very inward facing like when you think about that like yeah, right? it sounds like a commune you know <laughs> but the very last verse verse 47 and thousands were added to their number mm-hmm. uh, because they become this witness to a world that's different um, and I think if God's a part of our community and we're really centered upon God um, God is going to then witness to other people you know what I mean? I think yeah. that's so that's so big. So, anyways, that's how we kind of tied into all of this. Okay. Uh, because if the body of Christ is supporting each other, prayers, pre- uh, presence, gifts, and service, um, then what we do is we become a witness to the world, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, um, yo, we got we got this witness happening in some big ways. So that was awesome. Yeah. So segue that into what happened Sunday, and we had three adult baptisms on at nine forty. Let me put this into perspective. I've done no adult baptisms <laughs> at in Vine oh. in three years. Holy cow! I have only baptized children yeah. or young young kids, uh-huh. uh, and so not only my first adult baptism in Vine worship, uh, but we did three. And then we had... And these weren't, like, planned. No, they were spontaneous. Yeah. I, I, we, were, we were planning on receiving people mm-hmm. into the body, um, and we, we you, you got to be baptized first. We don't re-baptize. Yeah. Um, we can save that for another conversation. But um, so I had to ask them, have, you know, you, the adults here, have y'all been baptized? Mm-hmm. And, and so there was a few guys, and I said, well, will you let me baptize? Do you want to be baptized today? Mm-hmm. And they all said yes. So by profession of faith baptized into the family and man oh just an outstanding experience and then um we probably had i think like 14 adults i think we had close to 20 people join the church between 9 40 and 11 awesome and so we just celebrated that and we made that a big part of our our celebration and it was just amazing some really cool stories coming out of of Mm -hmm. people that are joining Mm -hmm. and 
uh, God doing just some amazing things in, in the lives of people going on. And, and we're so, excited that some of them have already asked, like, how can they get plugged into the church? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, can absolutely. they? is what, there what a small group? You know, yeah. what, what can we do for service? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. And it's, yeah. it's just, it's so fun. Like, uh, I just, I'm so excited about um, this moment and yeah. Vine Worship and, um, just a lot of pieces coming together with music and yeah, for just, sure. Just everything. It's been a lot it's of fun. been have been the past few services have been just noticeably like yeah. powerful and impactful like that. Yeah. All right. So what's next for us here? So so let me let me say one more thing about witness because we we've been talking about this a lot today and uh, you know before we we went on air and then mm-hmm. um, just talking about it with others this week. I think I think there's something really. Um, really integral for the the church to figure out how we witness to the world around us, mm-hmm. and I I don't want to just gloss over what we just talked about because I think that's I think that's so important. Like, um, and here and let me give you an example. We're going to talk about Santa Fe before we get off. I, I do okay. want to mention that. Um, but I was I was talking to people about prayer this week because I don't know if I don't know if you're listening and you saw kind of this pushback towards Christians and, and their idea of prayer. And I'm, I'm not talking about politicians saying they're going to pray and then they're not going to do anything about it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this kind of pushback towards Christians saying they're praying and this idea that that's yeah. no good. And, and and this isn't to trash anybody. This is to say I get it because if you're, if you're not operating from a Christian standpoint mm-hmm. um, or even if you're in a place where you, you don't have a high view of prayer – it's hard for you to uh, for for someone to understand why prayer is so important. Yeah. And so this is just just as a conversational piece, and I and I had to have this conversation with others. Um, but prayers prayers the foundation of everything we do. That we believe that, um, and and I shared this Sunday that no piece of legislature, nothing that we can do, is ever going to defeat evil mm-hmm. uh, the way that we see it right now. Because where there's school shootings, in other places there's genocide and there's kids going to bed hungry and there's human trafficking Mm -hmm. and there's over and over and over again and so for any one thing there's another and listen i'm not trying to take away from this because i do want to speak into the santa fe thing but um but our responsibility first and foremost is to acknowledge that there's a spiritual war here and to to pray and so there's i love this quote that um it's pray and work right because uh, I can work, but I can't work well unless I pray first. And I, mm-hmm. and I just think that that's so true. I don't know how to support unless I intercede with God and for people and, and trust that the Lord is going to lead me in the right way. And we believe that God is fighting the spiritual warfare as well. And so I wanted to be, I just wanted to say it out loud. But with that example, there's we're living in a kind of a post-Christian world. And so how do we witness to the world around us? How do we witness to a world where we become quite strange and peculiar? Mm-hmm. So I got a quote from this book I'm reading, uh, The Benedict Option by Rob Dreher. It says this, But American Christians are going to have to come to terms with the brute fact that we live in a culture, one in which our beliefs make increasingly little sense to the people around us. Mm-hmm. We speak a language that w- that the world more and more either cannot hear or finds offensive to its ears. And I think that's the case. At KUMC um, and in the Bible Belt, we don't see that as much. Yeah. Um, but we're starting to live in that world. And so I, I, it's very integral that we as a church uh, figure out how we witness to a world 
that's offensive, that's offended by us, or just doesn't care about us. Yeah. And um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give all the answers for that tonight, but that's <laughs> yeah. something to think about. And I think what we talked about Sunday and what we've just mentioned, um, a big piece of that is to give ourselves so fully to each other, to love each other so well um, that we become countercultural just in the way we are and how we look. And we trust that God's going to work through that in some big ways. This doesn't mean turn away from your neighbor. I don't mean that at all. It just means you should give yourself to the the Christian believers in your community in such a major way that God uses that to witness to those around us. Yeah. Another quote, a church that looks and talks and sounds just like the world has no reason to exist. Mm. That's extreme and harsh. Yeah. But the more we get, the more we, I've used this quote too, the more we become just a window that the world, excuse me, the more that we become a mirror for the world to see its reflection in, uh, that's when we mm. become just a mess. Yeah. We should be a window in which the world can see the kingdom. Yeah. That they can look in and see there's something different about these folks. And uh, I may want to check it out and see how that is. Yeah, for sure. So, anyways, I just wanted to share that. And I think that that's something for us to think about. Um, the biggest the biggest thing for me uh, to wrap this up is, is it's really important for you to be committed to a body of Christ um, to the to the body of Christ, but to a local community, um, and so that's why I think church membership is so important. We can't go from church to church and just just consume the best preaching that we can find. Mm-hmm. You can't just fill your podcast up with seventeen different preachers and think you're getting all the church that you can handle. Um, if you're not in community with people who know you, uh, who really know you and who will speak truth and love to you and who will uh, give and who will support and who will take your crap, um, then you're missing out on what God can do. I hear you. Yeah. All right. So where are we going next? Oh, well, let's talk about Santa Fe for a second. Okay. So I just want to reiterate what I talked about on Sunday a little bit. We know how this thing ends. We know how this ends. And fear does not not win the day. Mm -hmm. It doesn't win the day. And so I know that there's there's a lot of anxiety. As a matter of fact, the next day we saw five schools mm-hmm. with guns at their school, and I and I know what parents are thinking because I have a five month old. I, I don't know fully what a parent is thinking with kids in school, but I get it because the, our first thought was first, yeah. mm-hmm. we're done. We're homeschooling until eighteen. That was our first thought. Yeah. So I can't. I can only imagine what For sure. those that have uh, school age children are thinking. But, but as a Christian body, we can't be overcome by fear. We can be careful, um, but know that these things uh, can happen in all different places. It doesn't mean we shouldn't act and shouldn't be a part of it. should speak wisely and in love to promote change in a way that's in a good thing. But l- let's, let's um, lean into each other even more. Let's support each other, not give in to that fear. Um, know that evil does not win the day. Mm-hmm. I want you to stand in that hope. Like even when we when we look at these horror stories, I was weeping Sunday morning because I finally saw how everything went down in the school, and I just was overcome by this. But but I know that um, that that the Lord is going to return and He's going to wipe away evil, mm-hmm. and I'm going to stand in that truth. Um, in the uh, in the meantime, I, we we have a responsibility to support. Um, to act, uh, to vote, mm-hmm. to call and write your congressman. I mean, all of that is good stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I just want us to really be thinking about how um, we're taking advantage of uh, time with our, our kids and uh, in our churches and and raising up um, this next generation to be witnesses to the world um, and thinking about the real long game. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think that's really important. Yeah, I think it's so important also to be there for one another. Yeah. And if you see someone being bullied, intercede in that, you yeah. know. Um, if you see someone that... Um, feels alone, depressed. You know, reach out to them. Don't let them go through it alone. You yeah. know, in showing people love, to me, is the first mm-hmm. bit of you know treatment that you can give yeah. to to rid evil from people's hearts. Yeah, and and from their lives. Yeah, I agree. And don't don't take this as apathy, but. Like we just know, jacked up things are, yeah, are gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Like our scriptures that we have are from first century Christians that were being fed to lions and set on fire, mm-hmm. and so like we know that there's. I mean, much of the the prophecy and revelation had someone like Caesar in mind. Yeah, and so like we just know there's these jacked up things going on, and so. All of the scripture is always telling them to stand in the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, that the eschatological we hope we have when Jesus returns, wipes away all evil, brings, uh, he transforms this earth, the new heavens become, uh, and the new earth. Um, we, those are our bright lights on our headlights. That's what we turn on yeah. to see what we're moving towards, our telos. And we stand in that hope. We stand without being overcome with fear and anxiety, and we walk towards it. And if we do that, um, we'll strengthen those that are around us, uh, and we'll be able to get there. Um, with that said, my heart is just broken mm-hmm. for these families and first responders and um you know, we have ties to this church there. Um, we had, did a UM Army there before, mm-hmm. and our we had a Kairos team stay at this at Aldersgate Church there. So just heartbroken, and just praying for, um, praying for those that were involved, praying for this young man. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't know how to, but but I'm trying. Yeah, right. And uh, just working through all that, and we'll we'll keep doing that, and we'll keep being sober minded and 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 ready but at the same time we will not let fear win our day because we know fear doesn't win the day yeah yeah that's well said so um last thing because i think we've talked a lot tonight um last thing i have is introduction for the next series oh good yes thank you this is the most exciting series we've ever had you ready for this? Even more than the last one you just Most said. exciting series ever. You ready? Hold on. Write this down. We're doing the genealogy <laughs> of Jesus, Matthew chapter 1. Ooh. That whole list of names that you skip over every single time. Yeah. How many weeks is this going on? Just in case I have some vacation I need to do. There's 14 times. That's uh, 28, 42. There's 42 names, so... <laughs> now, now we're uh, it's a six week series. We're gonna give a pretty pretty broad sweeps of it. Okay. Um, but we're gonna look at why that why that's there. We get to talk about the hmm. grand narrative of yeah. God's plan leading to Jesus. Okay. Um, yeah. So some some more. We just did a real topical why the church is the church kind of thing. What yeah. that looks like. We we're gonna do some biblical teaching and and um, narrative of God leading to Christ and things like that. So I'm re- I'm actually really excited. Well, about this is it. good. I mean, I think for 
me trying to read that, I would get really bored and lost in that. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to having you do all the reading yeah. and then just kind of tell <laughs> me about that. Yes. Mephibosheth and... Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah there's some fun ones. <laughs> all right. Well, look forward to this. I'm going to try and take it, some good yeah, notes. Yeah, seriously, be there. It's it's really cool. I'm, cool. I'm excited about it. We've done a lot, I've done a lot of research and preparation for this, and so okay. it'll, be, it'll be fun. There's some cool stuff. Matthew basically had a... Uh, something eaten grin on his face when he was writing. <laughs> he he hides things in there. He misspells names on purpose, like some really what? cool stuff. Yeah, that's cool. okay. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah. And when does when does Bert start? Uh, Bert starts the last weekend in June. Oh, okay. So he's gonna he's gonna miss this, but he can listen to. Well, it. he'll okay. he'll come on. Oh yeah, Bert will come on. He'll start when this series is still going. Okay. But where he is, he'll do uh, his own sure, yeah. his own uh, sermon, okay. and so he'll he'll be in the vine in different services over those first two weeks. So mm-hmm. he'll be in the sanctuary for a service, come over the vine, right. and then flip and do that the next week. Okay. So, anyways, yeah, that's right around the corner. Anyway, it's something awesome to look forward to. A couple things. So. Yeah. I'm ready about it. Anything else we missed? I don't think so. I think we, we checked uh, everything off our little... Yeah, it's late, long here. day. Thanks for listening whenever you're catching this. Um, just know that I'm praying for you. Um, I don't know who you are, but I'm praying for you. Whatever yes. you're going through, uh, know that God loves you and uh, you got a body, a, a, a group, a, commu- a community that loves you. And so I uh, hope that's encouraging for you. Yeah, we hope to see you Sunday, and, and thanks for listening. Yep, talk to you later. Bye. Bye.